sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. I appreciate you coming back and listening to the show today. Uh, last week, we were talking about Manslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, that's that pyramid that the bottom part is needs. The second one is order, belonging, success, and the ability to go out and teach and share. So um, we're going to be talking today about the third um, step on that ladder of the pyramid, which is belonging. We talked about order last time, and if you would like to go back and re-listen, that's in the archives, and you can go back and hear what we talked about when we don't have order, what's missing, because we talked about those two pieces of belonging and order missing out of the pyramid, which makes the pyramid sort of collapse, and you can't have the success you're going for. So um, this need to feel like we belong that is missing right now, um, that it's, it's a story that's being told that we're alone and that no one's there. It's a story that the head that is going on in the head, and I, I believe it comes from an opposition an outside um, influence of, um, some call it Satan, people call it all sorts of different names, but I believe there is opposition. And there is an evil force out there that will try to bring you down so you can't create what you want. And it creates these stories in our mind that just aren't true. So um, do you ever feel alone as if you uh, no one cares about you? Have you ever been in that place? I know I have, and it's something I've struggled with. Even lately, I've been struggling with this story that shows up that nobody is there and nobody cares, even though I'm surrounded by loving people. Um, there's that old feeling of wanting to fit in that can arise, creating the false story of not belonging, that no one loves you. In this world of global connection, where we're connected like none other, I mean, we can be in one country when at in the morning in another country the same day. I mean, we have global connection on the Internet, connecting humans and the human race together um, in a way that's never been on our planet before. It surprises me that that feeling of being alone is stronger than it's ever been, too, and how many people feel it and how high the suicide rate is. Um, The suicide rate is, I believe I heard the other day, tripled for um, people over 50 than it was. It had a high suicide rate for teenagers. Now it's now it's us in our middle ages starting over. And it's my mission and purpose to change this. That's what I'm here for. That's what I believe is my higher purpose. I'm fast becoming the expert in starting over. Oh, believe me, I, I've had so many experiences in it. And um, you either can decide to create this new thought that this is a great opportunity and a new growth. That this time in life is is a great time to start over. I have a lot of clients that are, that are um, they were ready to retire, and of course, when they've lost their four hundred one k, they've lost finances. They have to start over for that reason, or the businesses they worked at for years is is going under, and and things are changing. That we're more into the electronics and we're more on the internet than we were before, and that's a new education that um, hits the group in the middle age that the younger society really understands and understands how computers work. So there's all these these kind of challenges that are coming up. So you can look at this as a new opportunity to start something new. And that is to change the belief in the story about that. 
Or you can look at it, it's not fair, it shouldn't happen, it shouldn't be me. And you can become, as Joseph Campbell said, either a hero in this or a victim. And one story will take you down the path of despair and self-destruction, and the other will open doors where there were only windows. Another quote from Joseph Campbell that I love so much. Opening doors where there were only windows. You may find that in the second half of your life, you are doing amazing things that you would have never dreamed of doing. It just depends on how the story you're playing in your head comes out. Remember, you have an experience, and then you create the story around that experience, which then brings the belief that reflects on how you're living your life. And that's what we're here on the show doing, changing the stories, recreating stories to live an inspiring life. You get to choose. I like that. It's your choice. Always your choice. That's what I've been bringing up a lot in, um, in the conversations that I'm having here on the radio um, is that you get to choose. It's always your choice which way. And as for me, I'm choosing to move into the new growth of living an inspired life. Yeah, it's scary. It's a little unknown. I have to train the brain to look at things as, as um, from experiences that are happening in the now and from experiences I see from other people, what they're doing. I look out to them and I say, look, they're doing that, so it must be possible for me to do it. So that the brain can create a story to relate to and say, well, okay, yes, I can do that. That is something that I can do, the unknown. That's what, it, that's what took me out of my comfort zone. And into this amazing world of possibilities. Leaving my comfort zone in order to do things I had never planned to do. I think I've shared before that I shared with a friend about six months ago that I wanted to move my practice out so that I was speaking to thousands and millions of people at a time. And then I was approached by the radio to be on the radio. It's not an avenue I would have ever thought about. And now I get to speak to thousands of you at a time. It's great. I love how that works. And I hope you will join me on this journey, this journey of living an amazing life in the world of all possibilities. You can do that at soulleaderspath.com coaching. You just go into the coaching and sign up for whatever coaching package fits for you. Um, there are four of them um, what, the, the, that will move you from where you are right now to where you want to be in your life. And each package will be individually designed with action steps that fit your own individual needs. The package is structured to give you a structure of of when you get a phone call and how how the format works, but every action step is going to be catered to what you need through all the training and coaching that I have done and from all the people I have learned from over the last decade. That's where my experience comes in. There's a serpent path, which is the awareness and letting go of what you do not want in order to have what you do, and we talk about that a lot here. The awareness, letting go of what you do not want. The serpent, the shedding the skin and letting it go. There's the jaguar path. It's an education. It is seeing what steps to be taken to get you to what you do want. It's the education part and taking responsibility for your part in life. 100% responsible. And we've talked about that here. And then there's hummingbird, which is the action step. Applying what you learned and accountability, the forgiveness and the growth process that comes through being in hummingbird which is the ancestors and then there's the eagle package which is the support taking what you learned into the world and sharing it with others because that's my goal to bring other people out to share what they know creating and moving your business and your life forward from the place of abundance and living an inspired life that's what i'm here for 
That's what I'm here on the radio for. That's what I believe I'm here in the world for, to help others learn how to live an inspired life because that's what I learned and what I am learning. This um, morning, I went on my inspirational walk, and um, I had been playing the story that I'm alone and no one cares. It shows up for me. I get to do work all the processes that I show and teach you here. I know they work because I use them. And I got up and I went, okay, I am not going to believe this story. So I'm going to go out and do a little experiment to see if it's true that nobody really cares about me and then I'm totally alone. So I put it to a test. I have beautiful neighbors in my community here and I'm very good friends with them. And it so happens I live in a community where people, um, not, it's not a retirement community, but most of my neighbors are 50, 50 years and older. Um, it's an older part of town in Moab and uh, a beautiful part, part to live in. So I went on my little inspiration walk and meeting my neighbors on the block and they reminded me that I wasn't alone. Um, I got to talk to um, the woman who's putting in a drainage in her yard and got to help her figure that out. And then I got to talk to another woman who paints on rocks. She does incredible artwork on rocks. And in her 50s, she had a, a brain tumor. And so they had to go in and do some surgery. And so she deals with some some issues of memory loss and, and retraining her brain. And um, she worked for a mining company that went under and she was 50 years old when this happened, and she was um, released from her job. And she was sharing with me the year of struggle she went through to get over her depression and her suicidal thoughts. And that six people in that mining company committed suicide after the company closed, all over the age of 50. Because they just couldn't figure out that they, they could make it and go on. And that inspires me to be here to teach that we can. I know you can because I do it. I know you can because my clients do it. Um, so this ability to change that story from just being in a place of merely surviving. I was up visiting some family and and we were talking about this um, taboo t- subject of suicide and depression. It kind of runs in my family. And an elder in the family said, well, you know, I don't worry about you, Christy, because I know that you are a survivor because we're all survivors. And I started thinking about that, and I have a desire to do more than survive. I want to thrive. I want to live an extraordinary life, leaving ordinary behind and living an extraordinary life. And in order to do that, I have to change the stories that are going on in my head. I have to stay out of that story that is such a lie because I met six people on my walk. Got hugs, got inspirational stories, came home with some beans, um, pinto beans I'm going to make into soup, some green beans from another friend, neighbor, and some tomatoes. It's kind of like the story of stone soup, right? I'm going to be making soup that was brought to me by all of my neighbors and that inspiration of that. That um, is part of this journey and to staying out of that story. If I had stayed into the story of I shouldn't have moved here, I should have stayed there, I should have stayed in the life I had, I wouldn't be meeting these amazing people. If I hadn't made that jump to do something different and get out of what I didn't want to move into what I did, I wouldn't have these people around me with their inspiring stories. And um, I got new evidence for my brain today to, to go into this, to a new story that I am loved and I, I matter. These people made a difference in my life today and I made a difference in them. I do belong. Um, that old story was not serving me. It didn't get me to where I wanted to be in life. Um, 
another thing I got to do was really fun this week as my daughter came down and brought two of her friends. And then I, I met a woman, a young girl in the neighborhood that loves to do outdoors. She's a river guide and loves to do outdoor adventures. And we all went canyoneering. And that is one of the stories I want to talk about changing to today is that I had this story that I'm too old and I can't do this. And I used to do this for a living. So I have experience in it. I love it. Um, it's something that I really enjoy. I'm 54 years old. And I decided to test the story and go out and canyoneer. And I've done it three times this year. It's been amazing with my daughter. These, these, these people, that I, girls I went out with are 30 years younger than I am. And we had an amazing experience. We did a 190-foot repel. Um, we did 12 different repels over 75 feet in the two days we went. We hiked for eight hours each day. Um, I was able to patch pass the torch to my daughter and her friend who've been canyoneering since they were five, let them set up the climbs. I didn't have to control the situation. I didn't have to get involved, tell them how to do it. I just watched, observed, got to give them feedback on what they were doing, letting them know that they were excellent leaders in the field of canyoneering and help the two younger other girls who were nervous about this. They would ask me, what should we do and how can we get off this um, face? And I would talk to them about making their legs wider and keeping their hand behind for the break. And they, at the end, they just, you know, accepted me in their group. And, and I got so much out of it. And they got so much out of my passing the torch in this experience that we could share as women um, out taking on a challenge that made us both a little bit nervous. So... I want you to know that you are a spiritual being having an earthly experience. A spiritual being having an earthly experience. And when you can be aware of the stories and get the education from doing what you wish to do from those who are doing it and asking the right questions by asking them what do they do every day to create where they're at. By being selective of your teachers and looking for those who inspire you. And then applying the action steps and creating a sense of, of support and community. Those four elements that I'm teaching in soulhaterspath.com is the awareness, the education, the action, and the support. And moving into a place where you can realize that you have this purpose in this world. And what is that purpose? You are a spiritual being. I'm going to say that again, having a human experience. And you come from that source of spirituality that is everything that you are, that source of enlightenment. You know, if you plant a tomato plant, you know you're going to get tomatoes. You don't expect to see apples coming from that. So if you come from the source of the God source that I believe that you are, that is not your body, that I know I am connected to all things, and that I am from that source, you are from that source. And if you knew who you really were, you would have no limitations on what you are doing and, and moving forward in, into this world. You would change those old stories about life and about aging and about what you could or couldn't do. If I was still living from that story of my past, I would believe my first grade teacher who told my parents that I would never learn and that I needed to be in a special school and that I had learning disabilities because I was dyslexic. And my parents didn't believe that. And they put me into some courses that helped me keep up with my class. And actually, she lost her job over that. But there are people sometimes in your life who told you stories that just aren't true. Yes, I'm dyslexic, and sometimes it shows up in my typing, and sometimes it shows up in the pronunciation of words. But I'm a highly educated woman that is making a difference on this planet. And each of you are highly educated individuals that are making a difference on this planet. 
It doesn't matter what others say. Leave the old story behind because you can. I leave my old story behind because I choose to. It's my choice. I choose to go from ordinary to extraordinary and to live an extraordinary life. And I invite you to take that journey to do so because I believe in you. I know that you have a purpose and a gift to share with this world. I know that there is a song inside you waiting to be sung and that your story can help others move forward. That's why I am going and creating the Healing Art Tour. That's why I'm going around and interviewing. My first guest is Thursday, my neighbor up here, talking about her story. So if you go to soulhealerspath.com and you connect to the email list, you will actually be on the newsletter and see the stories I'm writing about the people who are changing this world through healing art. And then we're going to create some videos that will be on YouTube. So if you also go to the Mosaic Healing Gardens, you can see the 18 YouTubes that we've created. And we're going to be creating YouTube videos from this tour, creating the healing art tour, going around and seeing how art is healing. And go and leave an email. Leave me some of your story. Let me know who you are. I'll come and we'll, we'll do a, a, a video of you that will go on to YouTube. We'll also write in the newsletter about the stories that you're creating. There's so much to see on soulhealerspath.com. If you go to soulhealerspath.com slash coaching, you can go right to the coaching packages, join one of these coaching packages, do a schematic journey, see what's going on, and let's change the world. I have an amazing guest coming on today. Her name's Ann Washburn, and she's doing just that. She's changing the world. Anne is a dynamic, inspired speaker and mentor, has given over 2,600 presentations throughout the country, along with TEDx talks on body language. She changes life through her inspiring story of going from messy to mastery. As a depressed depressed mom with a fancy degree to a successful mentor and trainer, the techniques she shares are simple and down-to-earth, and her success comes because they work. And Anne is actually my mentor. So I am really pleased to have her on her because she's inspired me. She's done amazing things to move my life forward. She is an inspiration. She is a a body um, language expert. She can look at the body language and see what's going on in the way you present yourself. And she's going to share that with us today. It's a great honor to have her. We will be having a break. And as soon as we come back, stay with us. And we will be talking to Ann Washburn and learning more about how to live an inspiring life. Thank you. This is Christiane, the Mosaic Shaman. See you back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. 
Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to Mosaic Garden. This is Christiane, the Mosaic Shaman, and my guest today is Anne Washburn. As we're talking about living from inspiration, Anne's talents are broad and impressive. She is fluent in French, has flown a small airplane, is a certified lifeguard, and holds a black belt in Hapkido. I hope I'm saying that right. She also is um, working to take herself to the next level in every area of her life. She is recent. Areas of growth have been working on her mind and her body as she becomes a CrossFit enthusiast and participating in training Spartan races. Anne um, speaks from experience. She and her husband have been married for 24 years, and they are parents of five incredible children. It's an honor to have her here because she has transformed many lives, including my own. And I'm really um, proud to announce to you my guest, Anne Washburn. Welcome, Anne, to the Mosaic Gardens. Hi, Christy. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to um, share with um, my listeners this inspiring story of how you were able to move from, it says, being a depressed mother um, with a fancy degree (laughs) and becoming a successful mentor and trainer. And then it it also said, what does it mean to go from messy to mastery? Can you share with us some um, of your takes on what that would mean and look like? Well, yeah. So here, let me give you some quick background on where I came from so it makes sense on what that means to go from messy to mastery. Because in my life, in my life, I've, um, I've been an engineer is my degree, is my trained degree. I'm an engineer who worked in flight simulation and explosives. But currently in my life, I am a body language expert that teaches people about communication and how to get past their own self-imposed blocks. Because here's what happened to me is I have, so you, it it made me smile as you're reading this list of things that I've done in my life, (laughs) because I can make this long list of things I've done, but that doesn't mean that six years ago, I didn't feel completely low and like nothing mattered. I got to the point in my life six years ago that I would just stay home in my house and I would hide on the couch. It didn't matter if somebody rang the doorbell or called me on the phone. I wouldn't answer it because I was tired of everybody on the planet being so mean. 
I felt like every time I stepped out my door, I got in trouble by somebody or I did something wrong or somebody was mad at me. And I just felt very messy. That's how my life felt. And it even it spilled over to my house, my relationships, my car. Everything felt messy. And so this concept that you say of going from messy to mastery, what that really looks like, Christy, is recognizing that every single person on this planet has things that they go through that are hard, that they feel like they're not very good at, that they feel messy, and that when we go through those and recognize them as a learning experience, we can get to a place of mastery. Because there is no expert on this planet who was not first a rookie. There's not one. Everybody had to go through a period of learning. And so that's really what that means is going from messy to mastery means that wherever I'm at in my life, if I'm feeling messy and like things are falling apart, if I can recognize that I'm also in a growth period and that I won't always be right here, but what can I learn from this right now that I can use to strengthen me and that sometime when the when the healing has happened and it doesn't feel like an open wound, I can turn around and share these stories with other people so that I can lift them. Because that's why we're all here, right? Yes, I agree. And I think people sometimes look at somebody and see them up on the stage and think their life is perfect. And um, it's important, as you're saying, to remember that everyone started somewhere. Everyone started at at the beginning to learn how to do what they're they're presenting themselves to be. And I, I wanted to talk about one of the things you just said um, the stories we create affects everything in our life, not just one area. It, it, right. It, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. About how that affects everything. Oh, yeah. Cause, so here I tell you that I used to hide in my house and that my house was a mess and my car was a mess, my life was a mess. I can talk about that now because I've gone through a healing process where that's not affecting me. And so now, looking back, I can look at that story and I can say, is that evidence that I'm a broken person? Or is that evidence that I have gone through progression and I'm in a better place now than I used to be? Because how we look at something greatly affects how it will affect us in our life. Does that make sense? It does. If If I look at a story and say, you know what, I can learn from this. I can learn from this and I can teach somebody else. Or I can look at the same situation and say, you know what, this is just proof that I'm stupid and that I can never do anything right. Just like you were just talking about dyslexia. My own daughter is dyslexic as well, and she didn't learn to read till she was in fourth grade. And so she can look at that story as evidence that she's stupid, or she can look at that story as evidence that she can do hard things. And not only can she do hard things, but she can rise above and be stronger because of them and then use that to benefit not only her, but people around her, just like you're doing, Christy. Yeah, um, being dyslexic actually taught me how to have good problem-solving skills. I could um, look at something, a word on a page, and change it to, to what it needed to be, and I do that in life. I'm very flexible in life because of that. Uh, so it was it was a gift. It, it, it helped me learn to be in the world and actually see things from a different angle, and have a better way of problem solving. Absolutely. And that's what anything, anything that we go through has the ability to teach us something. 
We don't go through it just because it, it, it's, we're dumb or we attracted bad things to us. We, we actually have the ability to learn from every experience that we're going through. And so this is, this is what happened to me because as I was laying there on the couch, I thought, you know what? I know that there are people on this planet that have figured things out. I can't be the only person that feels like they have to hide inside their house and that they can't go out and talk to people and that they're scared of everybody. And so I started looking and paying attention to people around me. And that's actually how I made the leap to go into body language and communication is that when I looked out in the world, like I would look at pictures of movie stars or I would look at um, successful business people and I realized looking at them, that they held their body language or their posture different than I did. And I thought, seriously, can this actually be making a difference in their success level? And so you mentioned TED Talk. If people go watch my TED Talk on YouTube, you just type in Ann Washburn. I, I actually explain in there the exact things that I did, and, and you'll be able to see me, because I know on radio it's harder to see body language, uh-huh. but if you go onto the YouTube and watch that TED Talk, I did that to show how we actually have the ability to change our body language, and actually it will change how we feel and think about things, and when we do that, we start to have different results in our life. Because that's part of changing the story. That brings me into what I wanted to ask you about um, what can you what can you tell from a person's body language about what's keeping them stuck? I know there's many parts of this, but can you share with us one one area that would help somebody change the way they're holding their body to help them um, not be so stuck in in these self imposed blocks that they have? Oh sure, because here's What's going on in our body language is our subconscious runs the majority of our body language, which means that I can actually send a different message out with my body language than I do with the words that I'm speaking. I can actually send two messages at one time. The, the thing that happens is people will actually, when they hear a different message from your words than they see in your body language, people will pay more attention to the gestures than to the words. That's, that's how our brains are wired. And so because of that, when I see differences, when I see inconsistency between what somebody says and what they do, I pay attention to the body language to see what is holding them back. For example, if I see somebody talking to their kids and they say, oh, come here and tell me what's going on, but they're using a push-away gesture with their hand, like they have their hand with their palm turned towards the kid and they're pushing them away while they're saying, come here. I know that what's going on is in their head. They have something that is saying, I don't have room to talk right now. I don't have room for my kids to come and talk to me in this moment. And so then I ask more questions because it could be something about time or they might feel overwhelmed with all the things going on in their life right now. And we might say, well, I want my kids to come talk to me. But if I push away, the message they're getting is that mom doesn't have room for me. So, so there's one example um, on the TED Talk, I give about four or five examples. And at the very end, I talk about how 
you stand with your weight on both legs or your weight on one leg, that sends a message about how much support we feel like we have in our life right now or our foundation or our balance. And so legs are a powerful message about support and strength and foundation that we have. Because um, if, we, if we stand with our weight on both legs, we, you'll actually feel stronger. Here, try this for me, Christy, and everybody else. Okay. Try this. Gravity okay. likes to pull down on us during the day. So let your shoulders slump as if gravity's pulling down on you. Does that okay. make sense? Yes. Okay, so how does that feel? Oh, you know, I, my energy just dropped a lot. And yeah. uh, I feel like kind of like that give up attitude of, that comes into your it, head, my head. Exactly. Just like that, that um, like you did right at the beginning, you went, oh, it's, it's heavy. So now pull your shoulders back up and put your chin just above level. How does that feel? It actually changed my breathing as well. It opened up my rib cage so mm-hmm. I could actually breathe and uh, feel like uh, that I can move forward, that, that I have more, um, more say in what I'm doing. Brought my yes. shoulders and my neck up. Yeah. Body and language can change how we feel that quickly. That quickly. So, in fact, sci- science has found that if you hold a pose for two minutes, it actually changes the chemical chemical levels in your brain. So it can change my thought? If I change my body language, I can actually change the way I'm thinking about something and feeling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one of the things that causes us the most interference, because we're talking about inspiration today, and think about it. We're all entitled to inspiration, but often we feel like we don't have access to it for some reason. And the reason, and that reason is because of interference. And the biggest part of interference that comes when we're trying to live by inspiration or pay attention to inspiration is negative self-talk that goes on inside our own head. Because we have, we have tens of thousands of thoughts every single day. But on average, the majority of those, up to 72% of them, will be negative because we are, we are more willing to let negative comments go through our head than to have positive ones there. And so if I'm not paying attention and making sure that I'm choosing some positive comments, those negative comments come in, my subconscious picks them up and, and uses my body language to send that kind of message out. And our body language will send messages to people that teach them how to treat us. Very interesting. Wow. That does seem to make a difference. I know when I feel confident and I can go out in public, I can, I have a great day. I talk to people. And if I don't feel good about myself and I'm slumped down, no one really wants to engage in conversation with me. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm the same person. I'm in the same body. I, I have um, the, the, you know, other than my cells change a little over the night, I'm still the same. And one day I can feel really beautiful and, and happy about myself. And the other day, and not, the next day, it's amazing how I can go into feeling like I'm not, you know, that I'm ugly and fat and all this. And that affects what comes back to me when I'm putting out there. Yep. 
because it's just like you said, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. But part of that human experience is your body language. And so if you override your body language and say, you know what, I don't like that I'm walking around all slumped down and how it's making me feel, and I'm going to choose to put my shoulders back up. I'm going to choose to put my weight on both legs for a little while so I feel stronger. Because when we feel stronger, our body language opens up and it gets stronger. And people pay attention to that and will treat us differently. Yeah, it's a good experiment to, um, when I'm feeling bad, to just put my shoulders back, make it my stance, you said, tuck, tuck my, my pelvis under and just be there in, a few min- in that position for a few minutes. And I find that my whole attitude is changing and um, the depression seems to go away. Um, and, and so what, just talking about this um, depression word that kind of gets thrown around a lot out there in public anymore, and I'm glad that people talk about it because it, in the hiding um, there was a lot more of it going on. When we bring it out, people can actually be aware of it and look around. What, when, um, you, what techniques did you use to handle your own depression? Oh, that's an excellent question, because I actually got to the point that the most common comment that was going through my head was one that said, your kids would be better off with any mom than you. And the problem with that is I let that comment go through my head so much, I was believing it. I was believing it, and so I believed that my kids had a terrible mom and that I was the worst mom for them, which isn't true. I'm, I'm a good mom for my kids, and I'm the best mom for them because, because I love them more than anybody else ever will. But as I let myself live in this place of just, it's kind of like those negative comments become weights that push down on us, and I get to the point that I feel so heavy that I can't even get myself up off the couch. And so I decided, well... What I want to do is I want to feel like I'm guessing successful people feel. That's the first thing I told myself. I'm like, I want to feel like I'm thinking they feel. So I'm going to try standing like they stand. And one of the first things I noticed is this, like I just taught you, that our shoulder, their shoulders were up and their chin would be just above level. And I thought, well, that's not how I feel. And I'm like... But that's how I want to feel. So I'm going to do it anyway. And I had to actually argue with myself a little bit on it because it felt more comfortable to slump my shoulders. And so I'd have to keep reminding myself and say, no, I choose that I want to feel confident. So I'm going to choose to put my shoulders back. I'm going to put my chin up. I'm going to put my hands down to my side instead of folding them in front of me. I'm going to do these things and see if it makes a difference. And it actually, Christy, it kind of made me mad because I started to feel different. So then I was like, the stubborn in me kicked in because I'm like, seriously, I can have this kind of an effect on me and nobody ever told me. So I got a little (laughs) bit mad. And that's why I changed my career because I thought, you know what? People need to know this. People need to know that we have simple things available to us that can help. Now, granted, when it comes to the real big word depression, there, are, uh, there can be other factors. There can be. Yes. 
But one factor that people don't know about and they don't pay enough attention to is the fact that we have all these negative comments weighing down on us and they show up in our body language. In fact, because of that, I, I want to give all of your listeners a gift, if you'll let me, Christy. Would you let I me do that? that? Yes, please do. Okay, so I'm going to give you a link that if they go to that link, I'm going to give them an audio download, the full audio download of a CD that we have at Three Key Elements called Building a Mind of Steel. And the Building a Mind of Steel audio is all about how to reduce the number of negative comments that are going through our head every day and how to increase the number of positives. Because if we change that diet that we give ourselves of negative comments, if we change it to healthier comments, it's kind of like I'm going to ask you guys to go organic on your thoughts. Instead of having all these junk food comments in your head, let's have healthy organic comments in our head. And this audio CD, that um, we, we sell it on our website, but I'm going to give it to all your listeners. And so I'm going to give them the website, and they just go there, click on it, and whatever email they want to have it sent to, we'll send it to you absolutely free. All I ask is that you actually listen to it because this is one of the very first things that I put into place to change my level of how I felt about me. Cool? Wonderful. Yeah. So go ahead and give us a, the connection where they can go and get this. I've actually used this in it and I use it all the time and listen to it. It's really important. So, so thank you for, for offering this gift for us. That's great. You're welcome. You go to 3keyelements.com. It's the number 3keyelements.com forward slash mind, M-I-N-D, because that's what we're working on is our minds, forward slash mind, and then you just go to that website, and it will be right there available for you. Wonderful. Thank you. So um, we have some more time, so I want to ask you some more questions. And everyone that sure. can go in there and, and download that, that is an inspiring gift. And like I said, go to the teachings, to go to the people that are doing what you want to do to create the life you want. That's that's the best way. I mean, I, I've i tried the old, the old way of um, when I first started, I was – I'll, I'll learn it myself. <laughs> and yeah. there was a lot of trial and error. And it's like, now I just go, whoa, somebody else is, is building the bridge. I'm going to use the bridge instead of build my own bridge next to it. So exactly. it's been a lot that's, easier to get to where I want to be, right? Exactly. If we find somebody that's done it, why not use the learning that they got? That's why we get mentors is so that we can have somebody that can show us shortcuts. That's why I changed my careers. I want people to have shortcuts to be able to have better relationships, to have a better, do you know you have a relationship with money, with people, with resources? If we improve all of those relationships and good people have good things coming to them, then the planet as a whole is in a better place. Because the problem we have is when only people that are wanting to do bad things, they're the only ones that are attracting money, then the, then the whole world suffers. So I want good people to be able to improve their relationships. And often we're like, sure, people say go ahead and do that, but we don't know how. Well, that's why this changing your thoughts and changing your body language is the first step. It is a how to get to where we're wanting to go. 
Yeah. I know that uh, part of what kind of kept me back from going out and asking people is I was afraid that they wouldn't want to share with me. And that is not what happened. When I started asking people who were making a difference and living an inspired life and really, truly wanted to change the planet, they were so open to sharing with me the path that would help me get to where I want to be. Well, that's just one of those negative thoughts that we have to quit listening to that says people won't want to share. I mean, who made that rule? I, I know a lot of really incredibly gifted, talented, strong business owner people who that's what they want to do is give. In fact, I just came from an awards assembly where it was the top 100 companies for this state. And we were, we were acknowledged as, as one of those top 100 fastest growing companies. And here I am in this room with all these business leaders and the theme that kept coming up over and over and over and over again was this is how we want to give back. Everybody is, these good people all are there trying to figure out how to help other people. So don't give in to this comment that says people won't want to share because they yes. do. They absolutely do. That's that's a very self-destructive um, behavior pattern to, to, to believe that story, so changing the story. Um, how important is it to see the destructive patterns in our lives? Well, what do you think, Christy? You, <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> yeah, I just want people if to be aware that it, it, it's, it's a life changer to be aware of being able to see the destructive patterns to not because there's there's this there's a thing kind of going around where um, a lot of people don't want to look at things if we don't look at it somehow it go away I one of my climbing experiences I was climbing with a friend a few years ago and we were on this multi-pitch climb you do not want to get a knot in the rope when you're climbing it, it weakens the link of the rope just a, a, and right. we came up to a climb and somehow I not gotten in the rope and I said to her we've got to tell them ahead of us because there's people ahead of us, that we need to stop and take this knot out. And we were in a place we could have done that. And she said, well, if we don't look at it, it will go away. And I, I <laughs> said, of what? Out of mind. <laughs> what? What do you mean? And I looked at her life, and that was kind of how this beautiful person actually was living her life, pretending it wasn't there. And I said, we cannot pretend it's not there. And she said, climb ahead, I'll take care of it. And then she came up the climb with the knot. And so don't tell anyone it was there. So there's this attitude sometimes out there. If we don't look at it, it will go away. So that's why I'm asking, how important is it to see the destructive patterns in your life, Well, in each person's life? It's really important to look at that because we have this tendency also to say, oh, that person's so negative. They keep seeing the negative. Well, seeing the negative isn't the problem. It's... It's giving the negative power over us that's the problem. And so if I see a destructive pattern and I look at that as an opportunity to choose something different, now I've taken my power back. I was just holding a mentoring appointment with a gentleman this morning, and he was just recognizing this pattern in his life, that it's like, oh, yeah, I see this negative, and then he would act on the negative as if it was evidence of who he was. And so in talking to him, and I asked him, I said, do you think that you could look at that differently? Because here's what had happened. I'll just tell you. He said, I, I got really upset about a situation yesterday. And I said, okay, so? And he goes, well, I shouldn't have felt that way. And I said, who taught you that you're not supposed to feel bad? And he goes, well, 
I'm not supposed to. And I'm like, it isn't the emotion, the feeling of the emotion that's bad. It's what we choose to do with it that can be bad. And I said, if, if, if you let go of this false belief that you're not allowed to feel bad, and instead, when you feel bad, choose how you're going to react to it. Use it as an indicator that you have a choice in front of you. Because people will frustrate us. That's what had happened to him, is somebody had frustrated him. And he was mad that he had felt frustrated. And I said, well, next time, instead, be grateful that you can feel emotions. Because imagine if you couldn't feel. That would be a much harder place to be. So I said, be grateful that you can feel, and then choose what you're going to do because you're frustrated. And go use that, and go use that choice instead of just reacting to your situation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a word that comes up a lot when we're we're working together is uh, in the mentoring um, choice. Mm -hmm. To remember how important it is that you get to choose. You get to choose. Yep. The choice. The choice is yours. Um, because the change the change is yours as well. Now, what does it mean to be a mentor? Well, being a mentor is being outside eyes looking in. Because sometimes I might not see something about myself that somebody else can see because they've been there. And if they show me what they see and then show me how to get out of it, I move forward faster. And so being a mentor, it's kind of like going down the freeway. There's always somebody ahead of me, and there's always somebody behind me. But when I'm willing to learn from those ahead of me and turn around and teach those behind me, we all move down the road faster. A personal question. Do you have a mentor? Absolutely. I have several. And I get mentors for my kids, too. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's, um, it's... It, it, that was another thing that really changed my life, realizing that I'm not here to do it all alone. And if I reach out and, and get a mentor, that I'm going to move forward. And that doesn't mean that something's wrong with me because I need a mentor. It's like everyone has a mentor. I started seeing that all the leaders that are living inspiring lives have mentors. Absolutely. Yeah. It's... And so let me just put a couple of concepts together really quick here. The idea of living an inspired life means that I am paying attention to inspiration to help me move forward. Well, the missing piece in that equation is I am paying attention to inspiration so that I can make my choices in a way that help me move forward. Being willing to make choices is key to our ability to grow live an inspired life, and get where we want to go faster and improve all of those relationships in our life. That's uh, a great place to be in that place of, um, of um, empowerment. When you're going through it, I know it can seem like maybe it's not worth it. But when you get to the other side, the gift is so amazing. It's just so amazing. Well, just like I've watched you, Christy. You've had to grow so much because you've gone through hard things. But those hard things are precisely what make you a great mentor now because you have gotten through them so you can show other people the light at the, other, at the end of the tunnel and show them how to get there. Yeah, I, I, every technique I share, I use. <laughs> I use yeah. on a daily basis. Um, I pull several amounts sometimes. 
If you yeah, didn't, I, people would be able to tell. And I also believe that um, it's important to go through certain things in order to be able to help people get through those things. And uh, that's definitely what's been showing up. <laughs> and sometimes I yep. think, wow, I don't know if I really wanted that to show up. But when I get through the other side, I go, wow, I am so glad that that came into my life because now I have the skills to deal with it. Yes, exactly. And I'll tell you one other secret, and that's this. When you're helping other people, it actually becomes easier to get through your own obstacles as they come up because you have more reason to do it. You know that when you get through that obstacle, you'll be able to teach somebody else how to do it. Yeah, that's that's a gift in it all. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this before we have about three minutes left here. What is the break-free intensive that you teach? Oh, that one's fun because at the break-free intensive, I have people come up on stage and I ask them questions and I watch their answers in their body language. Of course, they can answer them with their words, but I'm paying attention to the answer that comes out in their body language and I help them quickly see what's between them and their goals that they're trying to get to. And then right there in the class, I teach the whole class how to get past those and how to move forward more quickly. It's a very powerful experience. And so when people come to that class, they, they leave with huge truckloads of gold nuggets of knowledge. Yeah. And there's some other um, classes you teach as well. So where can they go to find out more about you and um, what, what you're teaching? Well, if they want to watch body language training, I do a class once a month online that is free to the public. So if you go to 3keyelements.com, about a third of the way down the first page, there's a place that says body language classes and has a picture of me. And they can click on there. They can learn more about me and the classes that I teach and also register for that free class. It's about two and a half hours long, and I do it every month. And people can go on there and they can learn a lot about body language from watching that class. And also they can go watch that TED Talk on YouTube. There's several other videos out there about me. Um, But that's the fastest way to learn about me is to go to the 3keyelements.com. But the most important thing is go download this audio that I gave to everybody and also pay attention to your own body language. Learn something new so that you know what messages you're sending out and try something new. Because Einstein is credited with saying the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Until we do something new, we don't get a different result. And so try something. Be willing to do it because I'm evidence that it works because the place I am in my life now is so different than where I was six years ago. And that's what I want for everybody. So I want to stand for freedom. I want to stand for something that can be done to do something different and get a different result. Wonderful, wonderful. So we're out of our time now. And Anne, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing with us. And and I want to encourage my listeners... You're well, so welcome. Thank you for being here. And I want to encourage my listeners to um, try something new. Go to soulheaterspath.com slash coaching. Sign up for a coaching package. I'll go and look at the, the healing art tour that I'm putting together, going out and interviewing people that are making a difference in this world. And also let me know what you're doing so that we can come and visit you. Thank you for being here. And 
Thank you for my listeners being here, and thank you for the growth that we're doing together to create an inspiring world by rechanging the stories that we have. Join me next week on Soul on Welcome to the Mosaic Healing Gardens with Christiane, the Mosaic Shaman, and learn more about living an inspired life. Until then, namaste, and may the light be with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 